0: So we can't begin to understand Jesus unless we begin to fathom what Jesus meant by the kingdom of God. But really, the kingdom of God and Jesus are inseparable. To be entangled with Jesus is to be entangled with the kingdom of God. For the kingdom or the reign of God, as it is sometimes translated— is what Jesus proclaimed. This this concept, this reality of the kingdom of God sits at the center of Jesus's own understanding of his mission, and it's what he believes God is ushering in through him. But the thing is, is that for many of us, the kingdom of God is such an abstract concept, so so big and so unwieldy that we can't make heads or tails of it? Is the kingdom of God about heaven? Is it about the afterlife and and what happens to us when we die? Is it about what will come at the end of time, at the end of history? The answer to these questions is yes. But, I knew there was going to be a but, right? But also, no. For the kingdom of God is so much bigger than what happens to us when we die. If you only had one concept, one concrete concept for the kingdom of God, if you ask me for just one, then I would say that, that Jesus himself is simply, the kingdom of God in person. Please stick that in your pocket. You can hold on to that one, okay? Jesus simply is the kingdom of God in person. Jesus is the embodiment of the kingdom. Where Jesus is, there the reign of God becomes manifest. And this is so both in his person and through his actions and through his works. The reign of God breaks into our lives when Jesus heals and offers forgiveness. The reign of God becomes visible when the blind receive their sight and the poor receive good news. The reign of God is revealed when Jesus eats with outcasts and sinners. Or when an abundance appears in the wilderness and thousands are fed With only a few loaves and fish. The reign of God becomes palpable and tangible in our lives when reconciliation and peace and justice take place. The reign of God is about wholeness. The reign of God is about human flourishing. The reign of God is about human dignity. And as such, the kingdom of God is not something that will only come in the future, but rather is something that breaks into our present. It is not just a spiritual reality that grows in our hearts, but a relational reality between humanity and God and between people as they relate to one another. It is a new creation— but it's not a different world, but rather this very world, this world that God loves, healed, and renewed. It is not a theocracy with human beings standing in for and representing God in positions of authority, but it does have political implications. And this is so because the kingdom of God is about the dignity of human beings, and from a Christ-like perspective, from a Christian perspective, politics is about creating possibilities for human flourishing and the common good. Jesus says to his disciples, seek first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness, and all things will be given to you as well. And as such, the reign of God is our lodestone. The kingdom of God is our compass. It is the the reality that gives us guidance. We are to look to Jesus, to his person and work, and then we are to strive to live into the reality revealed through Jesus and his actions. In this way, we become participants in the inbreaking of God's kingdom. God's kingdom can then become manifest through our deeds and through our actions as we contribute to the well-being of others and through our acts of compassion and acts of mercy. And here's the thing, God longs for human beings to participate in this work, in this work that God is doing. And when we do that, when we participate in what God is up to, then we become Christ's body in the world. We become Christ's hands and heart in the world. If we are seeking the kingdom of God above all other things, then we will share with Jesus a particular care and regard for those who are vulnerable. Jesus shows compassion toward all vulnerable people. He shows compassion for the poor, for the sick, for the outcast, and, of course, for children. Children were and are particularly vulnerable and exposed to danger for children lack the agency to care for themselves and they lack the power to protect themselves. And so for instance in speaking of children in Mark 9:37 Jesus says whoever welcomes a child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not me but the one who sent me. To welcome a child is to welcome God. And it's important to realize that I'm not just cherry-picking verses here or taking a bit of the Bible, like Romans 13, out of context. What Jesus says here about children represent a coherent vision of God's care for those who are most Vulnerable. It is to them, it is to them that the kingdom of God belongs. In light of the kingdom of God, in light of the God-given dignity of human beings, then we must understand that the practice our government has adopted of separating children from their families at the border is a grave grave injustice. It is an affront to human dignity. As I imagine you are aware, our government has adopted a policy for families who cross the border without previous authorization. The policy is that the parents are arrested and prosecuted, and their children are separated from their parents and placed in custody. This policy is not just in effect for people who are entering the country illegally, but also for asylum seekers who are following the law and presenting themselves to officials when they enter. Now, frankly, some of this is not a new thing. It's been going on for a while, but with the administration's new zero-tolerance policy, it is something that has grown by leaps and bounds recently. At least 2,000, 2,000 children were separated from their families in a six-week period in April and May. Some of those children are now being housed in converted warehouses, and the administration has spoken of tent cities There are stories that have made the rounds of parents having their children taken from them by being told that they were going to be bathed Stories of a woman being of a baby rather being taken right off of a mother's breast as the child was breastfed Stories of distraught parents being able to hear their children crying in another detention area, but being unable to get to them to console them. And more, and so much more. It is worth recognizing that that religious groups from across the spectrum have condemned this policy that the government has adopted, from from the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops to evangelical leaders and organizations to uh, an interfaith statement signed by 20 ecumenical and interreligious leaders, including the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church, Michael Curry. If this has been disturbing to you, like it has been to me, that I know that, the, that one temptation is to despair and to feel powerless in the face of our government's actions. But I want to say today that there are things that we can do. We can call Congress and we can put pressure on them to change the law. There is a bill in the Senate that is trying to gain traction. We can help that by reaching out to our Congresspeople. We can join protests. We can join prayer vigils when they arise. We can donate time and money to organizations who represent and advocate for immigrants and asylum seekers. And we can vote. I hope you'll vote of course, there's more we can do. But I'll grant that all of these might seem hopelessly small, and they might look like they're infinitesimal acts in the face of such injustice. But Jesus reminds us today, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. It is like the smallest of seeds sown in the ground. It is like a seed so small that we can hardly see it. And yet within it, within this seed, is a profound, profound possibility. Jesus also reminds us that the kingdom of God is like seed scattered on the ground that inevitably grows to harvest time though we cannot understand how both parables both parables reveal that god is among the human family in mysterious ways often in ways that are hardly noticeable and yet god is there at work, bringing about transformation, bringing about the possibility for justice, bringing about the possibility for peace, bringing about the possibility that the birds of the air can find shade in the kingdom's branches. God's light shines in the darkness. Of human oppression and injustice. That darkness cannot overcome God's light. God's love triumphs over human hate. God's life has trampled down the power of death. Death no longer has dominion over us. And God's liberating reign will come. It will come both in the age to come and on this very day when we allow God's kingdom to break into our lives through acts of compassion and through acts of justice through acts of mercy. God's kingdom is here. It may be so small that we can hardly see it, and yet within it, within it is a profound, profound possibility for change. Amen.